And we are continuing our on-air candidate forum, and we are focusing on the U.S. Senate race, as that is going to be an open seat as U.S. Senator Rob Portman is retiring, and it's going to be an open seat for 2022. The filing jet deadline is coming up in January, but the campaign is already underway, and uh, there is a broad field of Republicans vying for the seat to fill uh, the U.S. Senate seat that Rob Portman holds currently. Uh, there are actually some campaign ads that are running and let's go to one of them right now for our next guest let's go to that campaign ad i believe in an america where we kneel in devotion not disrespect i'm mike gibbons socialists left fake news and woke corporations have one thing in common they hate america and they hate our faith they want our money and our minds to replace god with government but the america i know kneels to no man i'm mike gibbons and i approve this message it takes gridiron grit to send these leftist losers back to the bench. Mike Gibbons for Senate. And with us on the phone is Mike Gibbons. He is a local uh, Cleveland businessman that is running for U.S. Senate. Mike, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Chris. Well, thank you, Mike, for stopping by today and uh, talking about the campaign. We're going to get into some of the issues right now. But first, I'd like to ask you, I know that you've been uh, traveling around Ohio, and actually you have a goal to meet with people in all 88 counties. I saw that on your website, and you're meeting with a lot of uh, Ohio voters and actually on a listening tour talking to them. What are you hearing from the Ohio voters right now? Uh, well, I mean, I think... Uh President Trump is still extremely popular in this state, um, and that's fine for me because I'm, he's pretty popular with me, too, uh, particularly in light of what we now have in the White House. Um, but I'm also hearing that uh, people are concerned. People are concerned about very much about what uh, you just uh, were able to uh, to bring out in that commercial that you just ran, the commercial I've been running uh pretty consistently um you know wokeism is a very dangerous philosophy and and people are waking up to it uh you know a lot of people don't pay attention they don't understand they don't pay attention to what their kids are studying in school they don't pay attention to you know the very commercials we watch on television uh we're we're being subjected to massive social engineering uh, and, and the people that have designed that social engineering uh, are not in line with traditional American values or with, uh, you know, the Christian roots of this nation. And, uh, you know, their goal is to destroy those American values and try to help us forget what they are. And uh, they're trying to destroy, uh, you know, the, uh, the religious foundation of this country. And... And I think, you know, with that accomplished, uh, they can move toward their globalist, socialist slash Marxist agenda that uh, really under is underlying everything they're talking about. And when you say, you know, Black Lives Matter, uh, wokeism you know, across the board is got Marxist roots, people kind of go, oh, boy, that's like throwing a bomb. It's not a bomb. It's the absolute accurate assessment of what wokeism and Black Lives Matter stands for. Uh, in fact, you can easily go online and listen to an interview with the founders of Black Lives Matter that call themselves trained Marxists. 
15 years ago, if you called somebody a Marxist, it was an insult. Now, if you call uh, one of the leftists that's out there a Marxist, they go, yeah, so what? That's the, uh, that's the theory that works. Uh, of course, it never has in human history, but, um, but that's their belief. You know, when you don't read a history book, um, you don't know really what's going on with current events. Um, it's very difficult for you to, uh, to judge any theory you might look at and whether or not it's workable. When you talk about uh, meeting with the Ohioans and their concerns, and of course uh, you're referencing critical race theory that parents are learning, that uh, their students have been learning in school, one of the things during the shutdown, parents got more engaged with uh, uh, their children's education as they were home from uh, homeschool last year as the schools were shut down and they began going over their lesson plans and and it revealed some of the outrageous things that the school was teaching so parents began asking questions and they began showing up at uh, local school boards to ask questions about critical race theory about some of the sexualization of our children in a very young age and yet uh, the Biden administration through their de- uh, Department of Justice the Attorney General issues this letter this week, and this letter was saying that they were going to start uh, policing, uh, getting the FBI to look at investigations of threats that uh, local school board members were receiving from parents basically showing up, Mike, and expressing their concerns. Your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, I, I don't even think, and he's the Attorney General of the United States, how he feels he has somehow has jurisdiction over local matters is is uh, completely, um, you know, a, a, a huge question to me. I, I don't think the attorney general has any right to do anything locally, um, unless it fits, you know, some of the some of the things that he would uh, would have jurisdiction over, which would probably entail things like, uh, uh, you know, treason or, uh, or or something on that order. Maybe maybe with terrorism. This certainly isn't terrorism. This is this is an argument. You know, it, it, it strikes me as unbelievable that we have this going on where if you were to say, if you were to mention the Ten Commandments on a regular basis in the average public school, um, there would immediately be a complaint and, and it would be stopped. Um, and they'd rely on, you know, the separation of church and state. Yet somehow justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion, as is defined by the woke mob out there, has now become a value that all our children should learn. And it's based on a theory by a bunch of, uh, frankly, second-rate philosophers that, that uh, uh, are, are you know, casually studied as recently as 15 years ago and, and kind of rejected because it was, as, it, as they call it, it's a theory. But that's now being adopted as a worldview. Uh, it's it's uh, it, it, the, the hypocrisy is is beyond belief, and and certainly I think in the long run uh, we will win this argument uh, because if they can't teach kids right from wrong uh, and and don't want to uh, leak into the values that are supposed to be taught by parents yet now they're teaching them a worldview that is merely a theory by, as I said, a bunch of second-rate philosophers um, that kind of fit with this whole Marxist takeover uh, narrative, um, you know, I, I think I think we're going to win. And, you know, wokeism, as we see it, and I, and I, rather than saying critical race theory, because 
they've used that as is uh, is a way to defeat our argument. They say we don't teach critical race theory. No, what they're teaching really is wokeism, um, and it you know it's across the board. Um, I'm not going to get into the weeds on the political uh, history or political philosophical history of it, uh, but it it stems uh, from the people that found out that Marxism didn't work and they had to call it something different. Uh, they've taken the bourgeoisie and the proletariat out of Marxism, and they've turned it into uh, to white males and every other identity group that uh, the Democrat Party represents. And, uh, and, and, and and this is what they're teaching as facts, as, as, as the beliefs that you should grasp and, and embrace as a student. And, and that is, frankly, against the Constitution, and, and we're going to fix it. Let's turn to the southern border. During the Biden administration in this short uh, matter of months, we're seeing an actual invasion of illegals pouring over the southern border. Uh, anyone who's been watching has seen the videos and the coverage of literally tens of thousands actually hundreds of thousands of people pouring over the southern border without being vetted, coming over in the dark of night. And uh, there doesn't seem to be enough border security to stop them. And there's a catch and release program that the Biden administration, in fact, they've actually rebuked the um, uh, agents that were on horseback that were trying to stop some of the Haitians that are coming in a large caravan. Uh, there was something like 10,000 of them coming over. And so border security is at its wit's end. Uh, there's a porous border. The wall was stopped under uh, President Obama, uh, Biden. And uh, the southern border crisis, your thoughts on that, Mike? Well, it's, I think it's part of a plan. It's part of the whole Democratic power takeover. Uh, you note that in their uh, in their budget bill they're trying to pass with reconciliation, they wanted to provide a path to citizenship for illegal aliens. Um, I have no doubt that uh, if they remain in power, that every single one of those Haitians and every single one of those people from I believe 140 different countries that are that are now represented among them, uh, I think all those people will be try- they will try to put those people on a path, an accelerated path path to citizenship. They know because, first of all, they don't know have any, any grounding in American principles or values or history. Um, they, can be, uh, they can be converted to the, the, the Democrat uh, uh, narrative easily uh, because they'll be promised payments. Uh, you know, it's, basically, they're buying votes. It, it's, it's a long-run plan, but that's what this is. Um, it was caused by Biden. You know, they're coming over in Biden for president shirts or Biden let us in shirts or whatever. But, you know, Biden's on, on the mind of every one of these. He is their uh, their savior. And uh, he's caused this rush to the border. But the problem, though, Chris, is is there and I've heard estimates, uh, you know, Pew, Pew went as high as 750 million a few years ago. But there's at least 150 million that would pick up drop everything they're doing and move to the United States if they had the chance. They now have a method of getting into the United States for sure and being released. Um, I would believe that, that, uh, that the Democrat Party could make the case that 150 million migrants coming to this country would be good for the country. Um, now, obviously, if you don't read a history book, um, you, you don't know any better. And I don't know many Democrats that have ever read a history book. So it's it's uh, it's a pretty scary thing, Chris. It's it's not just 
the fact that we have had a couple million people come over, but once they turn this faucet on, it's going to keep running. And there's no indication from anything that's coming out of Washington that they have any plans to stop it. So it's, it's, it's a very scary thing, and people that aren't paying attention are going to be very sorry. We're uh, we're we're talking with Mike. People are yep. We're talking with Mike Gibbons. He is a candidate for the U.S. Senate, uh, and this is the seat that is going to be voted on in, in 2022. The filing deadline is in January, but the campaign is underway as the candidates are making their way around Ohio and uh, basically making their cause to the Ohio voters. Uh, we're talking about the border crisis, uh, Mike, but also. Um, we see that Governor Abbott has actually called a conference of 11 governors that are coming to Texas to discuss the problem of the southern border. Texas itself is considering finishing the wall along the border. What would you do to mitigate or uh, could get control as a U.S. senator? What would be your efforts to stop the illegal immigration flood that's happening now? Well, I don't think we're we're talking about it enough. Uh, you know, I, I I can tell you my intention would be um, if if I do end up going to Washington and things are looking uh, looking pretty good with our campaign, but uh, I would I literally would do a, a daily or, or or every other day podcast because there's no news reporting that's going on that's consistently the truth, um, and and I think people in Washington or people in this country deserve to know what's going on in Washington. And we aren't getting the news fast enough. I mean, you, you can, you know, it's always a week delayed. If you read, you know, some of the, some of the magazines and journals that I get, um, and, and you can't cover everything that's going on, but virtually every time Biden opens his mouth, untruths come pouring out. And, and he, we have to be able to respond to that. And because he has the bully pulpit, it's very hard to do. So you'll get an occasional interview on Fox News of a senator or a, or a congressman that can tell some of, some of the truth. But we need to have, you know, and maybe it's out there. And, and if any of your listeners know, it can, give, can guide me as to what it is that I can listen to that, that actually gives an up-to-date uh, account of what's going on in, in, in Washington. Uh, I would love to know what it is, uh, but I but I think we have to do that. We need to be able to communicate with the American voter. We need to let them know that Biden bait and switched us. He said he was a moderate. He's far from a moderate. He is the most leftist president in American history by a substantial margin. Uh, again, I sound like I'm a bomb thrower in saying those sorts of things, but it is absolutely the truth. Uh, the new Green Deal that everybody laughed about has been incorporated in his budget bill. Uh, you know, the, the left is drive the, the the leftist extreme is driving our country right now. I don't know whether Biden's all all there, uh, but I can tell you he never expressed any of these philosophies or beliefs prior to his election. It's it's uh, it's like the Manchurian candidate. Uh, I mean, he he really is. Is nothing that that he ran on, and he's adopted pretty much anything AOC and and people that are almost laughable as far as their reasoning ability and 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 uh, their their grasp of of, of reality, and and, he, and he's adopted their philosophies whole in whole the whole cloth. Uh, you know, it, it, it's literally t- he's taken 
the leftist extreme, the Bernie Sanders doctrine, and he's executing on it. And I hope America wakes up. I know I've awakened. That's why I'm running. Um, and, uh, you know, things were bad enough before Biden got in. Um, I think Donald Trump was a great president and, and he did a lot of things the right way. A lot of people had trouble with, with, uh, his, his personality. Uh, and, and, uh, I think people will, will recognize the next, in the next election, maybe personality isn't, isn't the thing you ought to be looking at. You ought to be looking at what that person actually believes in. And it's unfortunate because, as Joe Biden said, he believed one thing and he's doing another. And it's it's all a lie. We're talking with Mike Gibbons. He is a candidate for the U.S. Senate. Mike, uh, moving on to the debt crisis right now, uh, they're wanting to raise the debt ceiling, but inflation uh, is really running away. We're seeing high inflation numbers that people on fixed incomes are really suffering uh, at this time. It's only going to get worse as they want to do more spending, as you stated, uh, in Washington with this $3.5 trillion spending package. Uh, now, Joe Machen and Kirsten Cinema are holding it up in the U.S. Senate. Uh, the radical left in Congress, uh, Nancy Pelosi's uh, group there, uh, pushing for more and more spending, like you said, uh, Bernie Sanders and AOC and the others. Uh, but uh, it's being held up in the, in the uh, Senate, so they're having to renegotiate in the House. It's actually the Democrats are in turmoil. Nevertheless, uh, we have a debt crisis in America, and we have uh, the debt ceiling problem. Your thoughts on that? Well, you know, you have a man in Bernie Sanders who's never passed a bill in his history. In, in, in any public role, he's never been able to pass a bill because he was a radical leftist. He has now designed the future of our country. And Joe Biden is, is, is espousing it and executing on it. Thank God for Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema because... They're the only thing standing between us and uh, now. Now, first of all, I, I, and, and, and really, what is the beginnings? In fact, a pretty substantial beginning to, to a complete conversion to a socialistic uh, form of government. Um, you know, you have people like uh, Elizabeth Warren, whose whose whole purpose in in holding office is to kind of enact her vengeance on those uh, that have, have done better than she has. It, her, her politics are politics of envy. Anybody that made any money, they got to give it up. Uh, and, and if you look at, you know, all her extreme views don't get into the news. But this woman would literally, uh, you, 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 if, if she had her way, you would not be able to, uh, to allow your children to inherit anything. Everybody would start with nothing, and the government would have all the wealth. That is, you know, that's the makings of of, of many countries that have ended up in civil war and in violence. And and she doesn't really care. Um, you know, she she is trying to uh, to make sure that anybody that's done a little better than she has knows that she's in charge. And it's it's a shame that a woman uh, would be put in that position. And, and, and be motivated by those kinds of uh, you know, horrible uh, uh, 
motivations, but but I believe that's exactly what her motivations are. Let's turn to national security. China is on the move. In fact, in Afghanistan, where the, the U.S. forces have now left, of course, and the debacle of the departure of the U.S. from Afghanistan, but the Kabul, uh, you know, the uh, Belgrim uh, Air Force Base, which uh, basically was run by the U.S. for the last 20 years, has now been reportedly taken over by the Chinese. The Taliban are working with the Chinese. They're going to have access to the rare earth mineral mines now uh, in Afghanistan. But China's also on the move in the South China Sea. Uh, just the other day, there were 150 fighter jets that invaded Taiwan airspace. So they are probing, and uh, it would put Taiwan, uh, you know, the invasion of Taiwan at risk. Your thoughts on uh, China and the threat to the United States, especially now in the South China Sea and in Taiwan? Well, my thoughts are that we, that Biden uh, has demonstrated his weakness and his ineptitude to a degree that China is now uh, reinvigorated and believes they can do what they've all, they, you know, they've had this one China policy forever. They've always said that, you know, Taiwan is part of China. Uh, if I was Taiwanese right now, I'd be trying to get a, uh, a visa to move to the United States to be honest. Um, Chinese control of Taiwan is devastating to the American economy. Substantial numbers, I've heard as high as 55% of our um, computer chip uh, market, or our, the, the computer chips we use in, in our products are, are produced in Taiwan. Uh, you know, we're now racing, I guess, to uh, to build more chip factories in the United States, but we've been caught napping. Um, Donald Trump wasn't napping. Um, Joe Biden's been napping both figuratively and actually, I think, uh, since he's come into office. Um, they see a weak president. They see what we did in Afghanistan, which was, again, total ineptitude. Nobody is, you know, every time we bring up the fact that this was a debacle in, in Afghanistan, the narrative from every Democrat is, well, everybody wanted to leave Afghanistan. It's not would we leave, it's how we left. Um, you know, the, 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 who knew that when Joe Biden said he wanted to build back better, he meant the Taliban. Uh, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Taliban now has the fourth largest helicopter fleet of any nation in the world. I mean, it is astounding the position we put the Taliban in. I'm sure they're going to sell that stuff off to China. Uh, the, Tal the Taliban are going to be uh, in, in, a, in a position of welfare uh, that they never suspected until Joe Biden came into office. And, and we are in serious trouble. The CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, would like to control the world. And they want to do it. And, and we're kind of falling right into their hands with, with our wokest uh, philosophy that has been being dictated by our government, by the large corporations, and by the left wing, uh, fall, falling right into their hands, uh, because within the wokest doctrine is certainly the ability to have an authoritarian government. And that is what the CCP is. That is what they see as the right government structure for the rest of the world. And they intend uh, you know, Taiwan will be just the beginning. Uh, they will have satellite nations uh, as fast as they can move into them. 
I want to turn to another subject here, Mike. Uh, we only have a couple minutes left. Uh, the Texas heartbeat bill was upheld by the U.S. Supreme Court. And uh, right now, the U.S. Supreme Court is looking at an abortion case that will be heard on December 1st. Uh, the, the heartbeat bill, of course, prohibits an abortion when a heartbeat is detected. That bill was upheld. It now looks as if this court will take on an abortion case that may strike down Roe v. Wade. Are you in support of the court striking down Roe v. Wade, abortion on demand in this country? I've always been uh, in favor of that. I remember studying it in uh, in undergrad and law school. I could never believe it. Uh, you know, and, and what, what most people don't realize is the Texas bill... Uh, limited abortion. It did not exclude it. It's been an outrage for everybody, uh, you know, on, on the left. Uh, but I can tell you, Chris, um, right now there are only seven countries that allow abortion at the level that Texas is allowing them. I mean, we are, you know, we are way overboard on, on allowing abortion in this country. Um, I think, frankly, that it'll end. They'll end up pushing it down to to the state and then you'll be able to pick and choose the state you want to live in okay we we, Uh, we've we've run out of time mike uh again this is mike gibbons a candidate for the u.s senate you can go to gibbonsforohio.com that's gibbonsforohio.com to follow the campaign mike thanks so much for being my guest today thanks for having me chris i hope uh thank you my friend enjoyed it i hope we can do it again absolutely god bless you thank you so much You have been listening to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. To learn more about the issues that matter most to you and your family, visit online at ohioca.org. That's ohioca.org. Thank you for listening. This program is sponsored by the Ohio Christian Alliance of Akron, Ohio.